what is this? This meeting is being this recorded. meeting is being recorded. Okay. Different scene. Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host, as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope. And, of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to the Pope. Thanks for having me, Mug. It's been a big week. A lot's happened, but uh, probably the most recent is, how are you? The whole oh, AFL betting industry waits with bated breath for Sunday night, and all we got was um, hearing about the few issues you had on the weekend. So, how are you feeling, man? Well, I don't think JT's too concerned with how I'm feeling, that's for sure. <laughs> Big shout out to JT. Uh, very concerned about my well-being. Um, yeah, mate, bit of uh, bit of food poisoning uh, over uh, on Sunday. I went down to the Werribee Mansion, a bit of a romantic weekend away pope and um yeah by uh six o'clock sunday evening uh the missus and i were uh in all sorts um spewing up and all that sort of stuff so mate uh no good sunday night not much good yesterday to be honest and um on the recovery uh now so good to be with you pope and uh and glad to be able to uh chat and talk some nrl and afl what happened on the weekend pope how was the uh how was the footy on your side it's been a bit of a funny week, the post-Origin hangover mug. So some games didn't have Origin players, others did. Some were exceptionally high scoring. So it was a little bit of a little bit, um, bit of a weird round for NRL, but normal program resumes now, post-Origin in the NRL season mug and the run home to September starts. So um, all the focus goes on to club football now. Yeah, and, and in the AFL, it's probably a couple of, uh, probably the two of the biggest talking points, I guess, was the Saints, uh, particularly the primetime game on the Friday night. I ended up getting sucked in, so the, the subscribers to the email would have seen that I, I put out that bet um, on the Saints at the nine and a half. I thought that that price got a bit silly in the end, and, um, and geez, they just, they just did not show up. That was one of the more disappointing performances for the year from any team, and um and probably another one that I was a little bit disappointed, and I didn't have an interest in the game, Pope, but the Gold Coast against uh, Essendon were a bit disappointing too. You know, they come off such a good win, um, and then uh, to, to show that against Essendon was was pretty poor. Um, and, of course, the other big talking point uh, was um, North Melbourne uh, knocking over the Tigers. So that was uh, that was a bit of a turn-up for the books. And uh, and when we say a turn-up for the books, about 9.50, I, I think, uh, running around there. So a, a big a big price uh, there for the uh, people that were brave enough to press the button. They can find a way to lose the game at the moment, Richmond, can't they? Unbelievable. Um, I think it's been pretty well documented on a few of the footy shows uh, that, you know, expected score ladder and, and those type of things. Or, you know, when you take out the marginal games, you know, less than four or five points, uh, that the Tigers are right up the top of the ladder. So uh, I think they'll look back at this season and uh, think, geez, that was one that really got away because it's hard to see them having, uh, I don't know, just to win that premiership from the bottom part of the eight, as we know, is just so difficult and um, that's where they're going to finish and uh, I'm not sure they're going to be able to uh, to string four big ones together, unfortunately. 
yeah, it feels feels a long road from here. I know just those 50-50s when you're hanging around the bottom half of the eight, they generally come back to haunt you come late August, don't they? Certainly do. Man, we better talk uh, some bettering of you. Um, it was pretty uh, pretty good reading, I'm, I'm pretty sure, from your, your side and Mudlers. Yeah, it was. Um, we harked back all the way to Wednesday night, so big, big of week. Of course. How did we forget, yeah. Uh, that's right. We had the big origin night. Mate, well done to you and Modler. That was unbelievable. Uh, just that absolute clean sweep on everything. Um, the man of the match in Ponga, the points, the head-to-head, the line, everything, mate. So uh, big uh, round of applause to yourself and Modler. But um, but have a chat about it. Cracking game too. Like, I, I have a lot of colleagues who work in the AFL space and invariably after a big game mug, Origin Grand Final, I get a lot of, I don't understand that sport, but Thursday morning, it was, how good was that? So cracking, cracking affair, emotionally the right team won from my perspective too. So really good night, all in all, it doesn't get too much better than that. So as you touched on, that panned out very well financially for both the mother and I. Uh, going into club football across the weekends, both mother and myself were keen on Cronulla on Friday evening and they got up over the North Queensland Cowboys. I regretted somewhat tipping up the Warriors in the podcast last week, but that came to fruition with two late tries yeah. to cover yeah. cover the plus. So that got a bit lucky because as the week went on, I thought, what, what was I thinking there? And then, um, so I think we both we both like the Knights, and they got they got hammered by Manly, who actually seems turbo looking quite good at the moment. The Seagulls, we, we'll probably touch on that a little bit later. And we like the West Tigers against the understrength Penrith, and they were. Ran it very close and covered the seven and a half or eight and a half start in that one as well. Yeah, excellent, mate. Uh, great set uh, from you boys. And in the AFL, Modler uh, like the Crows. Now, depending if you took them head to head or not, but they, they actually covered the Crows uh, in the end. Um, he had GWS. That was a, a uh, that was a cross on that one. He liked Port. Again, depending on, on the number that you took, uh, Port actually covered. Uh, obviously, didn't get the head to head. Um, and uh, he liked Essendon as well. So probably just depends how you took your betting uh, with, with the modeler. If you, if you took some lines there, uh, you would have had a, a decent weekend following the modeler. And for myself, uh, Pope, uh, it was a bit of an up and down uh, weekend. Um, I was two and two. So I, I put on the email uh, Brisbane, uh, 10 and a half. I put on there uh, Saints, uh, nine and a half. I had Frio, nine and a half. And, uh, yeah, the two games that I liked, I guess, was Freo 9.5 and Hawks 15.5 and 24.5. And the Hawks just snuck home uh, probably on both counts, actually. Like, they made pretty hard work of that uh, cover in the end and and covered really late. But uh, when you're a heavily invested Pope, you'll take that any time. That that, that went off. About 33 and a half, didn't it? That game that was that was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. so opened, opened up opened up at 15 and a half mm. and uh up at 33 and a half. So um yeah, I, I and that's where JT wasn't too happy with me uh tweeting out on Monday morning that I liked the 15 and a half for the Hawks. <laughs> but uh but anyway, um so yeah, yeah mate, another uh, go on. How's the model worked out the kinks in the in the model in recent times, he's flying last two or three weeks. I think about mid June, he's, he's a bit worried yeah. about how it looked, but um, he's he certainly yeah. found whatever problem he had there. Mate, by his own admission, he, he had a flat spell there for about two weeks, um, mm. and um, and then since that time, he's barely like he's 
barely missed the game. Like he's, he's just about, he's nearly tipping clean sheets every week. So uh, I, I guess a bit of a, a message out there to the listeners, take note of what the modeler is putting down because what the modeler is putting down is actually paying um, dividends. So get involved with the modeler stuff for sure. Um, Pope, did we see any bad beats out there over the weekend? Yeah, we, we did. We saw one last game Sunday actually mugging the NRL that ended up being a cracking game. See us in your Abidos v Canterbury Bulldogs. And if you're on the on the plus, that number looked pretty juicy most of the week. It, it was out about eight and a half, nine and a half in the six and a half. So if you're on that six and a half, seven and a half, it was back and forth, back and forth. I think Bulldogs led three or four times in the game, 28 all with um, five minutes to go. So invariably in an NRL game, you think a drop goal. And the other team is just getting down there to find a drop goal. Five minutes to go, see our score. We go ahead 32-28. Then in real red time, late, see our score again. So they lead 36-28. So they scored two tries in the last five minutes in a period that you're thinking everyone who gets down the attacking end is setting up for a field goal. So very unlucky if you're on the plus there to have eight points scored on your last five minutes. That is a very bad beat. Yeah, nasty stuff. And uh, and probably, I mean, there was pl- plenty of people going crook about expected scoring uh, for the Saints-Dogs uh, game, but uh, I wasn't one of those. Um, but I tell you where there would have been a few people going crook on the weekend. As we know, Pope, there's a lot of people out there that like to do these short price multis. And, uh, and even though it would have been a horrible price, I'm just about certain that a lot of people would have had Richmond uh, in a lot of uh, short price multis. And... Um, and I think that kicked 22 odd behinds or something like that and, and probably should have won that game. And uh, so I think there would have been a few punters out there that were uh, a bit a bit sad on uh, on Richmond not getting the job done uh, there over the weekend. But I uh, didn't see too much else, to be honest. The uh, I, I didn't hear too much from the listeners, so um, so we'll, we'll move right along. Pope, are you ready to talk about round 19? Let's do it. Looking forward to it. Full slate for both both sports mug. So, can you get stuck in? Very good, mate. All right, buddy. Well, let's uh, serve them up. What do we got? We've got punish choice to start with on Friday night. The bookies can't split the Tigers and the Dockers. Dollar uh, ninety apiece. I'll let the expert take it away here. Oh, mate, expert. Jeez, I don't know about that, but uh, I, I do my best, Pope. And uh, here I've got a very slight lean to Richmond at home, um, but uh, it's not at the MCG. So <clears throat> my feeling around this isn't as strong as it would be if it was at the MCG. Uh, I'm probably just going to shoulder arms uh, to this one, Pope. Before we uh, talk any more too, Pope, we better just uh, acknowledge that the modeler isn't with us tonight. He, he is at the MCG. Uh, he's watching uh, Manchester United. Are they playing victory? Is that who they're playing? Or? Uh, Crystal Palace tonight. Oh, Crystal Palace. Okay, so uh, man, you Crystal Palace. So the modeler's at the MCG. We do have his numbers. Um, so, mate, I don't know, does he have a lean in this particular one? Very good question, uh, Mark, will I pad for... Two seconds. He doesn't really, which is unusual about Pigham Price. He's got Richmond, the slightest of favourites, but yeah, so, I so wouldn't say much, much of a lead. They're pretty much the uh, the same there. Two Pope, while we uh, while we're on it, the 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 numbers that we're talking about here are coming to you from Top Sport. Uh, Top Sport, a great Australian bookie. Uh, they do a great job looking after us, and uh, and they look after the punters that bet with them. And uh, if you're not betting with Top Sport. 
uh, get there, sign up, uh, topsport.com.au. Uh, they'll look after you. They will take your bet. Tristan and the boys have been in it for 30-plus years and um, a great Australian bookie. And, of course, download the Top Sport app. Uh, Pope, who have we got next on the agenda? We head down to Blundstone Saturday afternoon. Ooh, Mark, right. uh, geographically, both state, both teams very familiar with Tasmania. We've got the Kangaroos, $3.25 outsiders, Hawks, $1.35, and the line is 19 and a half. Yeah, geez, I, I, the dangerous number, that sort of three goal number, isn't it? You know, it's it's a bit prohibitive, uh, but there is a little bit of talk about Larky uh, being out, Pope, and um, and I think if he's out, like my number here, my number here is quite a bit higher than than that market number. Um, I am a bit wary that. North Melbourne have been good uh, the last couple of weeks. You know, they ran uh, the pies, you know, right to the wire. They've just beaten the Tigers on the weekend. So they are improving, and I'm a bit concerned that my ratings haven't necessarily caught up with that uh, quickly enough. So down at Blundstone, I'd probably – I could only be on the Hawks, uh, but I'm probably going to pass here. Um, Just a little weather watch on this one, Pope. If this weather is going to be okay and not too much wind about, uh, I like that total. Um, the way North are playing, new coach, they're freeing up. As we know, Hawthorne are always attacking. That number's sitting around about 170 at the moment. If we've got half-decent weather uh, down in Tassie over the weekend and the wind isn't blowing too hard, let's get stuck into the over. like it. I like it uh, a lot, Mug. Boldo, right on the market here too. He doesn't have... Lean whatsoever in this one. Saturday afternoon as well, we go to the Harbour City. Saw Swans play Saturday night, Mug, and they were quite impressive over in the West. They are a dollar fourteen favourites, and thirty five and a half is the line. Crows five seventy five. My gut says that the Swans are just going to smash them up here. That's my gut. But uh, when I actually go and run my numbers, uh, Pope, I'm pretty much on the market. So. Um, I'm pretty much on expectation, um, so not a betting game for me here, but my lean um, is to the Swans to uh, to bash up. Um, what have been a pretty brave Adelaide Crows this year, I think. They've been pretty pretty serviceable in uh, in most situations, um, but, uh, but I just think it might be just a bit too much. The season's getting a bit long in the tooth, and uh, I think the Swans might just blow them off the park. But, yeah, no bet on that one. Yeah, and the model concurs with you there as well. He can't find any angle on that one either, so probably one to stay away from for the listeners at this stage of the week. Twilight Saturday mug, we head over to the City of Churches, Adelaide and Port are hosting the Cats, the High Flying Cats, the, who are dollar fifty five favourites, Port 248, the line is 9.5. Yeah, Pope, I can only be on Port here. I... I've got this market closer to pick and um, and I just – Port, I know they're not very high on the ladder, you know, and they're sitting outside the eight. They've actually been pretty good, you know, for the last, um, you know, probably after that sort of first five or six games they had where they didn't get the chocolates. They've been pretty good ever since. And, and I actually have them not that far away um, – 
you know, from, from a, a cluster of teams there. And um, when I add the home ground advantage, I get this back to pick. Um, that's a significant edge. Uh, the only thing I am worried about, Pope, do they still really believe that their season is alive? You know, that's that's probably the one thing. Like, are they still fighting and clawing to win every single game? Um, but my, my numbers are uh, has a significant edge. I've got to be on port here at home, so I'll be I'll be betting a unit on port here, Pope. Take note, listeners here. We've got the mug who's basically said it's a picking game, and Mother concurs here. He's got this basically picked, so that is okay. very much one to take note of here, listeners. Over in in Adelaide on Saturday afternoon, uh, we go Saturday evening. We've got the Q Clash as as far as. Derby's going around the world. Mug, I'm not sure it quite has the luster of, say, the old firm Derby, but we've got the Q Clash, Brisbane Lions, twenty nine and 22.5-point favourites, and the Suns, the disappointing Suns, it must be said, on Sunday, they're $3.60. Yeah, they just uh, ran out of a bit of steam, uh, lost a bit of momentum there on the weekend, and I don't think it gets any easier for them here going up to the Gabba with a lot of uh, players coming back for Brisbane. Uh, Gold Coast potentially get back Davies and Rosas, uh, who I think are both excellent young players. If they get back both of those boys and Brisbane get back who they expect, I think the market's about right. If Gold Coast only get one of those boys, I think Davis uh, Davies looks more likely, um, then I'd probably have a slight lean to Brisbane, but probably not enough to be betting. But I do lean Brisbane at home here against Gold Coast. Yeah, like it makes a, makes a bit of sense for what it's worth. The more the more or less concurs with most of that sentiment. He's got a bang on market, so I think the bookie's got it right this week for the most part so far. The modeler. Uh, Sunday evening at Marvel as well. Mark, we have Bulldogs, $2.33 outsiders, Demons, $1.59, where the big watch might be if Bailey Fritch decides to pass it to a teammate. And the line is eight and a half in this one. Lever could be out here, Pope, which um, lessens my enthusiasm slightly. Uh, but in saying that, um, I cannot have uh, only eight and a half points uh, between the D's and the Dogs. I, Melbourne, for my, and I know there's been a lot of talk about Geelong, I still have Melbourne rated the best team in the competition just ahead of Geelong. And uh, and I have Doggies, a few, like they're not even really in the same street as far as I'm concerned as Melbourne. And I know Melbourne haven't been playing their best, but, um, you know, Give me the D's here, Pope. Um, eight and a half. Um, yeah, I'm ha happy to take the eight and a half. And uh, look, we might even get a little bit less. So I don't think there's any rush to be back in that, particularly with a few question marks on Lever. Norton potentially gets named. So that market might even tighten a little bit further. Um, I'm not bothered about Norton coming back in. I'm not overly bothered about Lever going out. Uh, let's see where that number ends up and let's bet it. I'm glad you said that, Mug, because my, to my untrained eye, that looked skinny. However, as I go to our WhatsApp chat to see what the mother's come up with, he's got this basic pick. So it is mano o mano in this one with a strong view from you and mother very strong the other way. So be interesting yeah, to see how that pans out on Saturday night. We go to Sunday afternoon, the Blues, so probably got... Well, at least they know where they're at a little bit after playing the Cats last week, don't they? They're taking on GWS, the early game on Sunday afternoon at Marvel as well. 
and they are 25 and a half point favourites, Mug. This is a bit like the Sydney Adelaide game. My gut tells me here that the Blues are going to be smashing GWS. Um, I that was my initial feeling when I saw that market. I was just like, bang, that that's Blues. Blues are going to destroy GWS here. When I did my numbers, I'm 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 pretty much there. I'm I'm pretty much on the number. Um, but uh, so I can, I probably can't probably can't put it up to the listeners if I'm staying true to my to my uh, my numbers, but. My lean definitely is to the blue uh, to the blues here. I, I think GWS is shot. They've, they've struggled to score the last weeks, and any enthusiasm that they had from their coach changing over and all that sort of stuff, I think has has gone. Uh, Kelly's going to be out. The Blues coming off, you know, they'll be disappointed to lose. I don't know if it was a disappointing performance. I think they got better, beaten by a better team, but in the AFL, Pope, I'm not sure if it's quite the same in the NRL, but. When a team loses, they generally generally come back next week a bit more hard nosed. I think we're going to get that from Carlton this week, and I think they're really going to stick it to GWS. So, I guess for the punters, I could only be on the Blues. Seems, seems like one to maybe get involved in early based on that too. Mug uh, Mother has a slight lean to GWS based on his numbers, but I think if he was here, he would say it's not enough to probably get involved in from a betting perspective. Sunday afternoon, the G all of a sudden, this is a cracker, mate. Collingwood v Essendon, both teams in red-hot form really the last five weeks. Collingwood, dollar 74 favourites, and four and a half is the line. Yeah, again, this is another one, Pope, where I just saw it to begin with, and I'm just like, my gut feel is just like, give me the pies all day long. Like, Essendon have come lately, but pies have been a solid unit uh, all year and performing above an expectation, much higher than Essendon. And now we've got them four and a half points apart. Um, when I actually ran my numbers, I mean, I'm pretty close to that. I, I had it at five, but they get Taylor Adams back. He's so important to that team. Pope, I, I think he is a real uh, real leader and, um, and I, I place three points of importance on him. So I'm up at eight, four and a half. Give me the pies, Pope. I'm, I'm betting the pies in this game. Very much a favourites flavour from you tonight, Mug, which is something a little bit unusual for yourself. Yeah, um, maybe that is something to to discuss, Pope. I think we start to get to this time of the year where there are some teams that potentially are starting to struggle for motivation. And um, and I think sometimes we can start to see a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a tipping point to some of these minus teams um, where, you know, it gets into the third, fourth quarter and it's just like, you know what, this is a bit hard. My season isn't really worth that much. Um, I, I'm, I'm maybe not, and, and maybe not. it's not a conscious thing, but maybe it's a subconscious thing where some teams uh, start to switch off. So probably that, uh, we'll watch how the betting goes and how my betting goes, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that does sort of start to play out over the next few weeks. Yeah, that, that makes a fair bit of sense. Uh, deja vu here with the models numbers too. We're very much... You v him in this one where he's got Collingwood the slightest favourites here, so he's he's got a decent lane towards the Bombers. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's he's been liking the Bombers. Final game of the round, Mug over in the West. We have the West Coast Eagles three dollars five Saints dollar thirty seven. The disappointing Saints the last six weeks, and they are still eighteen and a half point favourites here. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I think it's probably um, – it probably has been all year, to be honest, betting early on, on West Coast, um, just given the COVID situation and and players in, players out, all that sort of stuff. But, um, but Pope, I've got a, a decent lean here to the coast. Um, I I had that number at 13 with Paddy out. Paddy's significant. You know, I don't know what the stats are, but when Paddy's not playing, they just don't win as much and um, and they don't, they don't cover as much. And uh, I think at, what have we got there? 18 and a half, I think it's a pretty big number. Um, all things being equal at the moment, I'd be betting that number. Uh, I am going to wait. I, I haven't pressed the button on any personal bets yet myself. Um, but if, if all circumstances are pretty much similar um, as we get closer to the end of the week, um, I'll be uh, pressing the button on that 18 and a half. I, I, I think it's a bet. Um, sooner or later, I don't know if Kennedy's going to make it to the uh, – if he's going to make it to the derby, which I think is the second – you'd probably think he would try and get to the derby, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kennedy actually tries to single out one of these games that they have a real hope of winning and make that his swan song at home. So that's a little uh, a little thing to consider uh, for, uh, for, for the listeners as well. There's another game coming up against Adelaide in a couple of weeks. It might be that one uh, that, he, that he singles out. I don't know if he'd want to go off the, um, off the ground in a Freo derby uh, as a loser. <laughs> so he might just try and pick a game off a couple of weeks before, but um, that could be something that happens this weekend too. Um, qu- question for you in this one. This probably is more in your ideology as a sharp punter, despite the mug moniker. But I heard Brett Ratton say earlier this week that the 40-metre kicks into a corridor, we're ruling that out and we're potentially playing a bit more of a conservative game plan this week. That's sort of what I got out of his messaging. Is there anything around total points that you find from that sort of messaging or am I sort of reading too much into it? Uh, my thinking hasn't gone that deep, Pope. You're uh, you're going deeper than 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 I am, but maybe that is an angle, you know. That that uh, and I heard him say on the, on the couch last night. Um, you know, what are they supposed to do this week? What are they just going to go down the line uh, all game? Um, is there a total points angle attached to that? Um, could well be, mate. I, that's not a, not an angle at this point that I've considered, but um, yeah, we're we're thinking about. Yeah, as I say, it was a tough one for you to answer, probably. But to round us off, uh, Mother very much on the same page as you here, Mug. He's got a decent lean to be the market to West Coast here. He's got them around two dollars fifty head to head. So, yeah, um, yeah. very much a bet for the listeners there, based on the thoughts of the two of you. Excellent, mate. Very good. So that's uh, that's AFL uh, taken care of. Uh, let's get in and talk some NRL with our resident expert, the Pope. Uh, mate, kicking off this weekend, um, we're back to Thursday night, which is good because we're absent from AFL for the rest of the year for Thursday night. So nice to have something on the TV to cheer. Parramatta Eels are taking on the Broncos. $1.60 here, the Eels, uh, $2.38 the Bronx. And we've got that line. Uh, there's a bit of juice on either side. Three and a half, $1.98 uh, the Eels and uh, the Bronx, uh, three and a half, the $1.82. So the Bronx, the favoured side by the bookies in terms of the line. But Pope, what do you see? In a, in a comp that's turned into the best versus rest a little bit, Mug on the back of Papineau's injury and the Storms price blowing it last week. 
these two are very much in the rest category. So it's an intriguing one to tune into on, on Thursday night. The the ratings in this one basically have Parramatta slightly better with home ground advantage. Um, and then, and I probably I probably think Broncos are as good a team as Parramatta. So I've got a bit of a lean of the Broncos, but I'd, I'd stay away from three and a half and I'll just back them straight up here. I'd back Broncos $2.38 and... I do think with the inconsistency of Parramatta, 13 plus is worth getting involved into to some degree on yeah. Broncos. They are the more consistent team across the first 18 rounds of these two um, clubs. And I think the outsider is very much a bet here. And as I say, I think a little bit of 13 plus, if it goes awry for Parramatta, it can go awry in a big way. We've seen this year. So give me the boys from Brisbane. Yeah, okay. And um, it doesn't happen often, but uh, the modeler's in opposition uh, here, Pope. He quite likes that $1.60 uh, for para at the moment. He's got the market close to down the, around the 140 mark. So, um, so yeah, so he actually quite likes uh, para, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah, surprised, surprised he's thinking that way, but um, he's, he, he's right more often than he's wrong, isn't he, the modeler? Uh, mate, next game, uh, St. George are hosting uh, the Manly Sea Eagles. St. George, two forty, Eagles, $1.57. And we have three and a half here as well, Pope. Yeah, this is this is a tricky one. Uh, mate, there's, there's a few moving parts here. Jake Trebojevic, the lesser-known brother of Tom, he's been ruled out of this one. So, okay. the the Manly team, a little bit depleted. They're, they're a bit of an underrated story at the moment. Since Turbo's gone in on the injury, they're, they're actually – they've found a way to play with the They're going really well. But the caveat is most of that has been at home. They're really good performances. So it's a bit of a test here. St. George are seemingly a bit of a basket case. There's a bit of external noise about the coach this week. So it's it's hard to factor that in the price, obviously, from a betting perspective. But – to some of the elements you tied in with AFL around the motivation of the team, that, that could be a play here a little bit. If I had to, I'd probably just go to the consistency merely at the minus, but it's probably more of a stay away for me, this one. Okay. And uh, Modler has a very slight lean to Manly as well, Pope. Probably, if I know the Modler, probably not enough to, to have a bet in this one, but um, he does have a, a slight lean there. Um Next game uh, to talk to, Pope, um, Newcastle Knights uh, versus the Roosters. Uh, the Knights at home here, 380. Geez, we always say when you get above $3 prices for, for the home team, it's got to be something that uh, pricks a bit of interest. Uh, Sydney Roosters, $1.27, uh, and that's an 11.5 line as well. And I just opened up with this one for the modeler, Pope. He... Um, he has the Newcastle Knights a little bit better than that, so probably has a slight lean uh, to Newcastle. So could probably recommend a, a half stake uh, there on Newcastle. Um, but how do you see this one? The simple answer is wait for teams on Thursday or Friday for this one, Mark. There's a lot of Newcastle players being named this afternoon who see, were seemingly carrying injuries from the weekend. So it was a bit of a surprise of they've named as good a team as what they have on paper. If that holds up, Newcastle are a bet here. I think 11 halves, a big number for Arusa's team. Even though Kiri's back from concussion issues, it's it's a big number for a team that's not has underperformed all year. So all things been equal, Newcastle, but I'd wait to see what the final 17 looks like later in the week. Yeah, okay, fair enough. 
sage advice uh, from the Pope there. Uh, mate, next one here that I've got uh, written down that I think the modeler um, has a fairly significant lean here, and it's the Canberra Raiders hosting the Warriors. So the Raiders here are $1.31 and the Warriors are three fifty, and we've got 10 and a half there. Um, the modeler quite likes the Warriors here, uh, but at the same time he is a bit concerned about the travel factor, and I guess that's a new routine that they've had to get back into again uh, recently. And um, so he, he's a bit worried about that, how that's impacting the model. Um, but all that being said, uh, probably still half a unit at least on the Warriors here at the big number. Um, and I guess as we always say as well, when that number's a little bit bigger, make sure you're uh, dividing up your stake. The modeler talks in terms of head-to-head, -head, but that mean that doesn't necessarily mean he's not backing the line as well. So, um, so he likes the Warriors here, Pope. I probably have to disagree with them on the on this one. Mug Raiders were highly impressive against Storm on Sunday afternoon, and that can sometimes go against you. That was a pretty brutal match, inspiring win. You can have a bit of a letdown the following week, but they have a fair bit to play for. There's there's a bit of a with the I guess the ease of their draw. There's real chance that they can they can sneak in a, a bottom half of the eight spot like seventh or eighth which looked unlikely a couple of weeks ago so they've got a high motivation and they've been playing pretty decent footy i can only probably be on the minus here some of those factors around the warriors are important and their australia form prior to beating the tigers on their emotional return to new zealand was very average so i read more into that than i do um probably how they played in new zealand obviously a couple of weeks ago so yeah, Raiders for me, and if I was to have a bet, I'd probably back them big time here. I'd maybe back one of the bigger alternates, minus minus 20 and a half or something, to really run away with it. Um, if Warriors drop their bundle, I think they'll drop in a big way. Yeah, okay. And so, Pope, just on that, so are you still betting um, the, the normal line and an alternate there, or are you just going to go straight for the alternate? I'll probably just go straight to the alternate. I can find a slight lean based on my numbers here, but... I'd just, I'd probably just put my investment to finding a, a price around four dollars here, and that's probably better twenty without looking at a twenty and a half line or something like that. I'd have there. That, that's how I'd play it here. Just really back and we go on with this one. Yeah, excellent. Okay, mate, thank you. And that's a, uh, it's a great note for the listeners there, um, mate. I know you're keen to talk about this one, Penrith Panthers, uh, the dominant Penrith Panthers, a dollar twenty four at home. Taking on the Sharks, 4.10. We've got 12 and a half, and we're back to that flat $1.90 line. Um, mate, what have we got here? This is an A-grade clash, Mug. We've got all the, the bands coming back together for Penrith. All the Origin players are back. Cronulla have been impressive, beating Storm and then Cowboys in North Queensland, albeit Cowboys without some of the Origin players. But all of a sudden, this is a little bit of where are we with, with Cronulla. I'd probably take the view... One, I think there's a few Penrith players come back from Asia and have a point to prove. And sometimes in these games, when you've got a challenger taking on the champ, it's a little bit of they need a test run to fine-tune what they need to work on for September. And I think that's what we'll find here. I think Cronulla, um, while being impressive, this, they might find out where they're at a little bit and work on a few things in the next six weeks. So a bit similar to the last game. My number's about this 12 mark. But I'd go Penrith big time here again. I'd back them at minus 21, minus 22 and a half here to probably give Cronulla a bit of a touch-up. 
Yeah. Okay. Excellent, mate. Well, that's uh, that is very interesting and. Um, yeah, okay. Penrith at home to uh, to really fix up the Sharks uh, good and proper. Um, okay, mate, that's great. Um, I don't think I had a lean uh, down, written down for the modeler on that one, so that could be just a clerical error on my behalf, but uh, I don't have anything uh, written down there, Pope. Uh, we move on to the next one. Uh, Souths, uh, $2 uh, hosting the Melbourne Storm. How the mighty have fallen, Pope. Our storm, our Melbourne storm, have just absolutely fallen away in recent times. Uh, a line of one and a half, Pope. Talk to us about our storm. Are they gone? More or less, I think, yeah. to be honest. More or less. I, I just think when it matters, like, perhaps so important that team, like, he, he can create points for himself and others that not many players in the comp can. So... I think when it boils down to you taking on the big boys and primarily Penrith come to business end, I think it's going to be a bridge too far when you lose that class. This will keep going towards South this game. Like just the way the narrative of the week is tying in, um, South has been pretty good since the trials come back. South might even jump favourites in this game. This is very much a hold for me. And if it gets to pick them or South favourites, I'm on the storm here. I do think that they're going to struggle long-term, but Seahs aren't quite as good as it's been made out on the back of three wins as well. So the Storm looked pretty good the first 20 minutes on Sunday and, like, Pat going off does so much. Um, there's so much you have to train, change structurally when you lose your fullback, and it really wreaks havoc. And there was a fair bit of that on Sunday, but I think saw signs that they are starting to play a bit better. As I say, like, losing Pat, it's going to be a bridge too far for the comp, I would think, but Week to week, I, I can see them beating South here. So I'll wait for that price to move and then probably back them if that gets about a dollar ninety mug. Back yeah, the storm. Okay. Uh, very uh, astute uh, analysis there, Pope. Um, the mother's not with you again here, Pope. He actually has a has a lean to South here. Not a massive lean, uh, but he is recommending half a stake. Um, he has that around about that dollar ninety three mark at the moment, and at the uh, two dollars, um, he's uh, he's thinking that's uh, that's worth a little little push. So, not, not it's not a massive uh, overlay, so probably just a half stake. But um, but yeah, Modler has a slight lean to uh, to South there. Yeah, and and most models I've seen have come up with a similar angle here this week, so that's really understandable. I will say to South, they're having to score 35, 40 to win games. I don't think you can do that against the better size. Like they're still conceding high 20s against bottom six teams. So I think that's where they'll get found out. And I still have Storm in that top three or four bracket where if you're needing to win shootouts, you, you can't really do that against the good teams. Yeah. Um, now, Pope, um, that's pretty much all the games that, that we wanted to talk to tonight. Um, one thing that... Um, We've been trying to raise a bit of money for the year. We've got our collection tin. Um, big shout out to Richard Drummond, who I dropped a couple of dollars in there, uh, Pope, on the back of the Origin success. So he was very thankful about uh, what the boys put up. And he said, uh, make sure you thank the mother and the Pope. That was an absolute fill up. So uh, he dropped something into the collection tin. So thank you, Richard. But um, on, Richard. And, 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 and Top Sport is going to uh, double up any money that's been denoted to, to our collection tin. But... Um, but we probably need to get that number up a little bit higher, Pope. So I'm happy to, uh, you know, there's plenty of programs and pr plenty of shows out there that, um, you know, say that they're raising money for charity on the back of bonus bets and, and all that sort of stuff. 
But um, I just thought, you know, for the rest of the year, let's uh, let's put up some bets. I'm going to sponsor it. So um, so $100 worth of NRL and $100 worth of, uh, of, of AFL. And let's see if we can't turn a bit of a bit of a profit for charity uh, before the end of the year. So, Pope, if we were uh, if we're having to uh, to have our our hard earned for charity um, for a uh, for a hundred dollar uh, NRL bet, and uh, keeping in mind, I guess also the the modelers thoughts, where does our money go? All all things considered, bear in mind both uh, both myself and the modeler here. Uh, mug. I've, I've, listeners, I've, I've just sprung this on the Pope. <laughs> this didn't come up in production this way. Either, so <laughs> I really just, I really not just put this caught, on the Pope. Yeah, not not often caught uh, caught unawares. Uh, we're just trying to just trying to line up one here for the tourist. Uh, let's actually one we didn't talk to. Let's back the Bulldogs here. Um, Bothers got a strong enough view that I think that might be might be the best way to go. We're both on board, so Canary Bulldogs is probably our best option there, Mug. So the dogs, and are we uh, are we taking the line? Are we going head to head? What are we doing there? Yeah, we'll back them at the minus four and a half. I think is currently. Uh, Toppy, we've got five and a half. So yeah. we'll take the uh, we'll take the five and a half at uh, at Toppy a dollar ninety, and we're having the full whack on that one, Pope. I think so. I think that's the one that we're probably most aligned on the two of us. So um, we'll go the minus five and a half there. Okay. And uh, and if we're talking AFL, uh, Pope, I think we have to be on port. Uh, both myself and Modler probably had the most significant uh, lean out of all of the games uh, so far on that one. So let's just get um, 100 down on the line. Or maybe we'll, maybe we'll even go 80-20. We'll go 80 80 on the line, and we'll go 20 uh, head-to-head on port at the price. How about that? Yeah, I like it. I like the uh, concept in general too. I'll be the skin of the game for us. All right, very good. Well, uh, there we go, listeners. Uh, we're trying to, uh, to do our bit. There's no, um, as I say, there's no, no, no sponsored bonus bets or here. This is hard-earned cash that we're putting on the line uh, to, uh, to raise money for, uh, for charity for the rest of the year. So each week. We'll have a hundred dollar uh, bet for AFL, a hundred dollar bet for NRL, and let's see if we can't uh, raise some extra money for the rest of the year. Um, Pope, been another fantastic chat as always. Plenty of tip ups and bets for the listeners. Uh, if you haven't done so already, get to the website and subscribe to the email. We'll consolidate all of that stuff that we've just spoken about on Thursday, and uh, and you'll get all of that. Um, but um, with nothing more to be said, Pope, I think there's only one more thing to say. Can you sign us off? I certainly can, Mug. Gamble responsibly, responsibly, but always want to find a winner. So gamble to win.